Are we a Marvel or a DC group? Oh, Marvel. Marvel. Okay, thank God. We were just having a conversation with my son last night and my girlfriend. I was like, wait a minute, like, you know, if you're gonna be part of this crew, we need we need to know, like, the blue blocks podcast a podcast where we geek out about everything especially uptown sacramento i'm your host sheila i'm your host sierra and i'm your host jonathan welcome so we do have a very very special guest with us today daniel from the del paso boulevard partnership daniel will you say your last name so i don't mess it up savala savala daniel savala so he's here with us today he's going to be here the whole episode which i'm so excited we're going to get to know him get to know about the partnership p bid or bib is it with a b or a d across the country it's bid Mm -hmm. sacramento it's p bid okay some other cities it's p bid p bid which means that property and business improvement district okay Ooh. yeah widely it's known as a business improvement district okay we're a property and business nice if you guys are new to the show please make sure to check out uh, check us out on all of our socials we've got our instagram at blue blocks podcast we've got the salon instagram at salon or uh, at sector seven salon and also check out the partnerships um instagram which is at del paso boulevard Boulevard. the podcast is recorded here inside sector seven salon Mm. on the boulevard if you guys are new we basically are just trying to get to know the business owners people who are on the boulevard making a difference making it happen out here you know kicking ass and taking names Mm -hmm. all day so that's why we're here so Daniel, basically with this interview, in the very beginning, we like to just get to know you, mm-hmm. okay? So f- there's a few really fun questions, some controversials, and then we'll get into the business stuff. Because okay. we want, we really what we want out of these interviews is for people to kind of like personally connect with everybody. You know, a lot of times there's businesses where, you know, you just throw out a name and you just see a business, mm-hmm. but getting to know people on a personal level, I think really, really helps. So mm-hmm. let's get into it. Cecil. All right. So first question is the farthest you've traveled. Ooh, as I said, lucky me, I've been fortunate to travel. I don't know what's further. Uh, so China, I, I took China. Oh, wow. Beijing, China is the furthest I've been ever. But I've been throughout, I've been through India as well. So I don't know who's, what's this further, India or China? Um, uh, depending on which way you fly, I guess. Yeah. Let's from reference San Francisco, the map. From San Francisco to Beijing. Yeah, you wrap around one side of the world. That's really yeah, far. Yeah. I feel so, like to India, which, which flight was longer? India. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, India, India, India was longer. What so. did you go to India for? Just to, just to see the country. Really? I, I've been obsessed with India since since I remember, I think, junior high school. Oh, wow. And I always said, I'm going to go to Punjab one day or I'm going to go see it. And I got an opportunity to travel with a group. Oh, and yeah. Went, went all over India. Went to Punjab, went to New Delhi, went to Bombay, which oh, is wow. they call Dope. Bombay now. They call it um something else. Yeah. Did you get to like experience any religious festivals or anything? Um, yeah, I went to the Golden Temple. I went to the Golden Temple. Oh, cool. And so at the Golden Temple, like it's a it's this massive kitchen where they feed everybody it's a, the holy temple it's like the holiest place in all of india so you go there and you participate and like you're walking 
and you see um, like what I would like, call a service. They did have a service there, so it was mm-hmm. something special. That's really Super awesome. special. That so is very cool. Jealous. I know. Yeah. I really. I feel like um, a lot of the travel I've done is not. It's been more just kind of like European type. Yeah. White cultures, and I would love to get a little bit more worldly. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I only migrate to third world countries. I don't know why it, <laughs> it was not planned, but every time I I end up in like, oh shit, what am I? You know. That's like, just your yeah. vibe. It's just the vibe. It's just where it's where I ended up. Yeah, I mean, it allows yeah. you to kind of get to see how everyone yeah. else in the world right. lives or how other people in general mm-hmm. feel like we get so wrapped up in ourselves sometimes. Yeah. It's nice to get out and experience the world. Yeah, I think Definitely. we can be really cut off here. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. A little, bit, a little bit. All right. So the next question. This is a big one. Uh-huh. And it better be good. Daniel. <laughs> <Ooh>. So aggressive. <laughs> What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Oh, so the hands down the best cereal ever made that was discontinued years ago. Ooh, and okay. I'm still trying to figure out why was the Kellogg's Rice Krispies brand Rice Krispies treat brand cereal. I thought what? that was amazing. Okay. Why they I'm decided sorry. to stop making Rice Krispie treat cereal is yeah, it's not just the Rice Krispies. It's, it's the, the Rice Krispie treat. Treats. Yeah. Imagine Rice Krispie treats at Christmas, right? You shake one, you pad milk. Like, <laughs> who's not going to continue to do that? But that is my favorite. Of so all they time. made little treats. Yep. Mm-hmm. With the mar- mm-hmm. like little treat, like mm-hmm. tiny little exactly. treats, and it was a cereal. It was a cereal. Mm-hmm. So good. I've never so honest that. to God, I don't really have anything negative to say about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the first that's time. A first. So a- because they, that's in, okay. that's no longer making. I am a god. Let's see. Let's hear it. I, the the um the other cinnamon the cinnamon toast crunch okay mm. cinnamon okay. toast crunch yeah um it's good it's good kicks trigger me right my, my child right i love super it. triggered super love triggered kicks. on kicks what about french toast crunch mm. Ooh. yeah yeah i'll do my funny story when i was a kid and my mom bought the cheap cereal that rice that the sugar rice smacks oh yeah it's like, like in, in a bag in, in the big bag right yeah, and the bag. i remember <laughs> the first time being a, an adult and had a roommate and we're out shopping for, for a cereal and we're on there and we both looked to the cereal and we just automatically go and grab the big bag like, yeah yeah and like we kind of stopped and had this moment we look at each other like dude we can get whatever the hell we want <laughs> <laughs> and so we just got all kinds of all the sweet stuff so. just like all cereal yeah, all yeah. day what an amazing yeah. like realization right yeah. right like you're you just kind of go with what yeah. you're used to and what your mom always made yeah. you eat because there was like you know too many kids in the house yeah mm-hmm. God, that's such an amazing moment to be an adult. Uh, and you can just I can get the high end stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can get it. I can if we want. That's what we name want. Name brand. Yeah, we're going so. for name brand only this year. Yeah. I feel like that is one of my favorite things as an as an adult. Is like I don't have to have a, a situation or an event to buy cake. I can buy yeah. cake whenever yeah. I want. Uh-huh. Um, I could literally go to a pet store and get a pet. It's powerful. Yes, anything you can do. I mean, I couldn't that's with our apartment situation. Like, that's a crazy like I could still do it. Can Nobody you? can yeah. can yeah. stop me from doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just yeah. I just have to be. You know, no one like the cops aren't going to come in and be like, you can't have that dog. Your apartment says no. Or your mom. <laughs> She's like, I already said no. Yeah, you already asked, and I said no. Okay, what's your yes. so what, Jon- Jonathan? What's the third question? Third question is, uh, what's your favorite superhero? I love Iron Man. Ooh. Iron nice. Man's my guy. Okay. I love his vibe. Yep. I love the whole uh, the whole Tony Stark thing. I think his comedy is funny. Mm-hmm. I like his attitude. I just I'm just a huge wow. Iron Man fan. I love also it. I think I love Iron Man, but I also just love Robert Downey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, um, I don't. I'm sure you've seen Infinity War, but um, we just watched it recently. And I love Tony Stark and. Doctor Strange together. Yeah. I want them to have like a yeah, whole yeah, movie. They yes. They're so 
funny together because they're both insanely smart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But just like so different, you know, because mm-hmm. Doctor Strange obviously is like a wizard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we've so he has like magic, and then to- Tony obviously just has like you know all the engineering, science, magic, and science and stuff. So anyway, you know, to- like Iron Man is one hundred percent, and I I honestly believe that I'm so sorry. I don't mean to get on like a nerd rant, but yeah. <laughs> I honestly do believe that Ro- uh, Robert Downey Jr. Like had it had they not cast him as Iron Man, I just don't it know. Wouldn't have worked. I, it know. Wouldn't I really have don't think so. No. It wouldn't have worked. Who'd he think of? catapulted all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just absolutely the glue that held yeah. all of yeah. that. Together. He is Tony Stark. Yeah, right. that's why he makes all for the big sure. bucks, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think they absolutely. say that he makes like a huge amount of money for those. Films. I couldn't definitely. Even, and I love his story. How he was like, right? Yeah. He was basically like washed up. Yeah, he's done. He was done. He's done. And he now he's it. like amazing. I just got to say, I'm glad that your favorite is a Marvel superhero. Because otherwise yeah. that would have been very contentious. Yeah, we would have had to kick you out. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's the end of the interview. This episode's only twenty minutes. Bye. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So your hometown. Born and raised, Sacramento, California. Yeah. Love it. Born and raised. Love hey. it. Yeah, third generation. Wow. My mother, my father, my grandfather. Does that make me second or third generation? Grandfather. So you're like third, a, right? Yeah, third generation. Because grandpies, mm-hmm. parents, here in Sacramento. <laughs> Let's count it. One, yeah. a two, a three. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. So here in Sacramento. Love it. Okay, um, what's your favorite pastime? Ooh. I one. did see you wearing a Dodgers hat. I do. So Once. I wasn't. I was never really a big baseball fan. Like growing up, all the years here in Sacramento, never really a big baseball fan. When I was out in college, I never? lived in Southern California. Never okay. a baseball fan. Okay. And I worked for this really awesome restaurant group that like gave us free tickets to Dodger games. Oh, okay. nice. And so you just like you know, kid from Sacramento, like riding the subway to right, right to the like first time in a major ball field. Mm-hmm. Never. I've never been a. I never was a baseball fan. Right. And so here I am and I just got like sucked up like yes. by this whole, right. you know, Manny Ramirez was there at the time, the big divorce. It was like all over the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And so I just became like a Dodgers fan and a baseball fan just because of, to this day, not a biggest baseball fan. I'll watch the playoffs, but mm-hmm. my favorite pastime, like sports or, or just, no, or just anything, whatever you like to do. Uh, reading the newspaper. Yeah. I, love I wish it. they would just continue to print the newspaper forever because yeah, just sit down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Flip there through. is, there is Have not your a, cereal and fold yeah. the paper out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of like snap it. You know how dads Old always school, do. Like, yeah. I just, I just want that to stay this way forever. Where mm-hmm. like I hate reading the newspaper online. I hate it. I want a newspaper. Mm-hmm. I want to have a cup of coffee. I want to yeah. sit down and I read it like an old man. That, that is, is so wholesome. I That's just what I'm. Yeah, I love that. Honestly, reading the news online or on yeah. your phone, like when you're just sitting mm-hmm. there, yeah. right? It's so aggressive. Yeah. And there's like there's like ads for it mm-hmm. and there's like all these links and it's like hyperlinks to this mm-hmm. and it's like it really is yeah. a completely different experience. Yeah, you can't read a story and like you're there's this anxiety of like, oh shit, is there a pop up coming? Do I gotta hit right, the X? Right. Like, it's just like forget about it. Like yeah. mm-hmm. and then you gotta pay for it more now too. You pay for the B, you pay for the business journal. Right. Yep. But since I was as long as I can remember, um, in high school I read the newspaper almost every single day. So do you still get the sack B? I do. But digital, they they won't. They don't they, deliver. Oh, they'll deliver this. They'll deliver the Sunday, and they start it to for like two Sundays in a row, and then they stop. And so I just haven't had time to call them. And oh, be like, weird. What the hell are you doing? And so I would go out. It would be a ritual here in, in the area. Like, let me go and find a newspaper. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, right. You can't find them. You can't. They're they're like you can't find a newspaper these days. So if I'm ever in a place and I can see a newspaper, uh-huh. I grab it. Oh right. Yeah. There was a time where I was like addicted to the L.A. Times, and like <laughs> I needed to read the L.A. Times. <laughs> I need my newspaper fix. I couldn't. I couldn't read the L.A. Times, and it, it, it took a long 
long time. You just time. couldn't find it? Couldn't find it. They don't, I thought, okay, let me call the Capitol. Maybe the Capitol, like all these staffers and all right. these electives yeah. from Southern California, they mm-hmm. have to get the LA Times delivered here. Let me see. Let me go. They go. Like I went on a mission trying to find how to get the LA oh, Times wow. delivered to my house. But I will say Starbucks has newspapers Do, a lot of the time. they have the LA Times? I'm not entirely sure, they but might. I worked I in one in Yuba City yeah. where so I, it, they had Isn't that sack. crazy? They have the Washington Post and the New York Times, but they won't have the LA Times. And we're in yeah. California. This is true. So that was irritating. But Rude. I'm kind of obsessed with this pastime. This is so cute. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so newspapers. Love um, it. I don't That's know great. why. I, I just, that is like. We should my just start happy getting place. newspapers delivered here so I Daniel comes sees us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Daniel, we got it. Something newspaper. about it. You, you remember, like, we're old enough, like, it was all in a paper. You oh, know, yeah. Remember the penny saver back in the day? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Read the penny saver yeah. and, like, look at all the dogs that you wanted, that you couldn't <laughs> buy. Like, yep. All the bikes that you couldn't, that you wanted, but you couldn't buy. Like, mm-hmm. I just, that's where I want to be. I feel like the Sunday paper was like a huge the, thing. Yes. Totally. Right? Like, mm-hmm. mom would get it and, like, you can't touch it until she starts handing yeah. stuff yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. You want to look at the ads. And then the reward yeah. for cleaning was getting to read the comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there you go. But I credit like my worldview and like just being like giving a giving a shit about things as right. the newspaper. Right. I was in the speech and debate team in high school. Love it. And I didn't know anything. Like I felt so stupid. Like it was mm-hmm. it was I had to go outside of my comfort zone to join, you know, a debate team. Mm-hmm. Right. And I told this joke the other day where like I got this they wanted me to talk about euthanasia. And I was like, kids in China? Like I don't know, kids euthanasia. Like <laughs> oh. I had no idea what they were talking about and I just felt stupid. Like that's I, a right. good play I on did words. Not know. Yeah, no. And mm-hmm. so, like, that's how, like, I much I didn't know about, like, current events. And I right. remember the teacher just like, well, read the newspaper. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I just started reading the newspaper. And I read the newspaper every single day for as long as I can remember until they stopped printing it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's now crazy. Just, I know that does suck. I mean, you really, don't get uh, that feel no. on your yeah. screen. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just kind of crazy feel. to think that something like that could just eventually be completely non-existent you know how, how do you find your news where do you get it like i i had the sack i want to be rem- memorized right i knew what came out wednesday was the food section oh, like right. sunday was the editorials and like this guy wrote on tuesdays and and now it's like i could i have to follow everyone on twitter and like right. get them in like three sentences mm-hmm. right you know but it's what it is okay that was extremely right. wholesome i kind of don't want to go into the next one, one. <laughs> <laughs> okay jonathan all right the you asked this one last question uh, when the zombie apocalypse happens what would be your weapon of choice and no guns oh, no guns i say a baseball bat oh, yeah, yeah that's what ted yeah. said too that's, that's a time. reoccurring thing on this show yeah because if i was gonna go square up with the zombie like <laughs> i want to feel it all the way through my you want to feel connect i just want to yeah i want to <laughs> feel connect get some rage out and i want to feel it like you know i'm gonna die anyway right i want to go out and feel like, that's 100 i'm yeah, definitely gonna die i'm doing a baseball bat yeah, yeah i'm okay. just gonna swing it out and just yeah. see what happens. I want to feel it. I want to wood feel it or metal? A metal. Wood, 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 definitely. Yeah, wood. Yeah, for sure. wood well, can break. All right. yeah, wood. That's true. Just but good. then you can just stab them with the shards. Yeah. Once it <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two weapons in one, baby. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> baby. <laughs> okay, so now that we got the fun questions out of the way, let's get into some business, Daniel. Okay, okay now I just want to, if you could just. Tell us a little bit about the partnership and, you know, just how you kind of, you're the uh, executive director. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just tell us about your path to that and what the partnership the does. So the, it's important to understand what the partnership is first, okay, right? Please, so yes. a lot of people have like a misconception of what we can do, what we're responsible for. So I get a lot of heat and other, other bid or property district people get 
a lot of heat because they think we've got some power to do some right so business improvement districts or property exists um they, they shouldn't exist first off right they exist because at some point as business and property owners you you don't get enough services from your city right your okay. local government can't do the job that you pay your taxes for them to do so this level of frustration rises and you guys say you know what let's just put our money together Let's do it ourselves. Oh, and okay. so that regard, it sucks that PBITs have to exist, right? Because the police department, departments of public worth in solid way should be doing the job of keeping your streets and everything clean. But they mm -hmm. don't because for a whole bunch of political issues, a whole bunch of just so big and there's only so much money to go around. And so pl places like North Sacramento, Franklin Boulevard, parts of Los Angeles, San Francisco, that are these underserved areas that are, uh, you see a lot of disinvestment. Mm -hmm. um, this is what happens. The, the state law allows property these assessment zones to, to happen. And you have a little pile of money that you put together and you have a board and they say, here's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And How is it funded, by the way? By property owners. So 100% oh, really? property owners, oh. they say, we are going to sign a form, we are going to call for a vote, an election, and we are going to tax ourselves. Oh, okay. So at the end of the year, wow. your, your property tax, you get an extra fee. And sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's a little. Mm -hmm. For Del Paso, it depends, like, if you're, a, nor if you're a, a nonprofit organization, if you're a church or an auto dismantler, it's, like, less than an actual, like, piece of dirt that has an actual business on it that's retail. Okay. Commercial. So... Uh -huh. It all changes. So our budget is t anywhere from about about a half a million dollars a year, mm -hmm. which is a good chunk of money. It's a good chunk of money. But because property owners have voted for it and, and, and want it, there's the caveat is usually, well, here's how you have to spend it. Oh, right? So right. there's these there's these earmarked funds or these funds that need to be spent on oh. these things. So the two things that we are required to spend money on are maintenance and security. Mm -hmm. We're lucky that we don't have it in our in our charter, our bylaws that say you must spend 50 percent on that would oh, suck. Right. right? Yeah. There's some that, that that says straight up you have to spend 50 percent of your money on this and then so your your hands are kind of behind your back with what you have left we have an obligation to provide security and maintenance and over the last 13 years those have kind of risen to the top as the two most important things that mm -hmm. mean the most to business and property owners if you polled people today if i asked us in here what's most mm -hmm. important to you aesthetically you want a clean boulevard you don't want any graffiti you don't want junk and trash removed. you've seen some parts of our city who don't have p-bids it looks it looks horrible yeah. yeah we i think we have some of the most well-maintained streets on del paso mm -hmm. boulevard yeah it's our way we're getting better but i think we have a group of guys that just do a good really good job mm -hmm. and then the security side yeah we pay for private security because the police don't often can't really respond to calls so mm -hmm. that's kind of what a p-bit is and then hopefully the conversation will get more in depth about kind of some of the cool things we do but right for the most part we shouldn't exist really but we okay do. so now that mm -hmm. that actually is great because i d i definitely didn't understand that <laughs> <laughs> or like exactly like right. how that it's basically it's the money that mm -hmm. like business owners are like taxing mm -hmm. themselves basically mm -hmm. yeah so there's also something called a bia which mm -hmm. is urine which is the business improvement area okay so when you file for your business license in the city of sacramento you go online and you give them your address you fall into this pro business improvement area that gives you a small tax a small uh -huh. fee mm -hmm. you have to pay and that comes to us in a collection it's not much i think annually it's maybe thirty forty thousand dollars collectively mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that 100% of that money is supposed to go to promoting the, the boulevard and enhancing it oh, through okay. marketing and things mm -hmm. like marketing image enhancement is what it's supposed to call. It's not supposed to pay for security. It's not supposed to oh, pay okay. for my salary or anything mm -hmm. like that. It's just supposed to, we're supposed to use it. Historically though, you know, this organization has gone through some challenges on uh -huh. the leadership side. So you haven't always seen the previous director, not, not the previous director, the one before him um, really do that. So okay. businesses for the last 10 years maybe might've felt like they haven't been feeling any love. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. so. 
Well, I'm trying to help him with imagery. Right. Yeah, yes. my yeah. part. No, so literal we, imagery. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and the budget's there. You have twenty to $30,000 a year that we should be spending on right. image enhancement mm-hmm. and marketing, which now, because of the digital era that we, that we live in, it's it's easier and scalable, and it's something that we should be doing a lot more of. And, right. But we haven't. So, But we are now. Well, well I, I mean, definitely, I mean, we're obviously new to mm-hmm. this area. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what we've noticed so much coming in mm-hmm is just the immediate, yeah, just like response and attention we get from the partnership. Mm -hmm. You know, we just like opened up our doors. We kind of had no real idea except for I have a client who it was the executive director for another Mm PBID in um, Franklin Boulevard. Yeah. So she introduced us to Rafe, Mm -hmm. who was the director before you. So that's the only reason we even kind of knew it it existed. I'm sure we would have eventually figured it out. But, you know, reaching out to to you guys it was just like hey immediate it was right. like we felt immediately like supported and we got a lot of information and so it definitely seems like you've got you're doing an amazing job Thank <laughs> and you. I think it really shows just the care that you have and the right. fact that you love this air, this neighborhood and this community. It, it really shows in, in what, in what you're doing. Thank so you. we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I do also, we will we'll definitely get into a little bit more of the partnership, but I, I do kind of want to know your like personal okay. story of how you, cause you live in this mm-hmm. community, in this neighborhood, as does Jonathan and Sierra as of today lives on the <laughs> boulevard. It's official. Well, next door to Jonathan. <laughs> We do. Yeah, you guys are close. And a kitchen window, basically. I think our kitchen windows look in on each other. (gasps) I should get one of those cans with the the little stream. Just like, hey. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, you doing good? (laughs) Do you need any milk? I'm going to the store. (laughs) Better make sure to get the oat milk. Can't have the other kind. Lactose. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, tell us your kind of personal story, like your boulevard story. Yeah. I I think I have a good one. And it it goes several different ways. Okay. I'm an emotional person you guys like okay. I'm raised by women right and okay. oh right cry right. it out man um I don't think I'll cry yet but I mean I get emotional because <laughs> I take it it's serious it's a big deal right mm-hmm. to me so I was born and raised in Sacramento in uh-huh. the south side though okay. never never really been in the north my mom bought her first home here in north Sacramento okay. though back in like late 1990s early 2000s okay. and so my first introduction in north Sacramento was her she lived in El Camino and Clay okay and like my first drink I bought when I was 21 was at the Nighthawk. Okay. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the, the Nighthawk. I remember two like um, there were two adult video stores, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just a seedy old area. And I just vague, vaguely remember. I remember it was a big deal when the Starbucks opened, and everyone was like, "This is it. We're, we're, we've made it." Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then later on, I, I you know my, my mom was living here, and and I went off to college, and then I came back to Sacramento, and I was working. Um, um, at the what's a place called OPR, Governor's Office of Planning and Research. Super boring. I'm an urban planner. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. a huge, huge proponent of the built environment and cool ways to change it. And I'll just nerd out on all things like land use planning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got some crazy advice when I was in college from one of the guys I was working for. And he said, you know, find a place, right? Understand it. You know, really get to know the geography, the, the political makeup of it, and just have some ownership. And you'll find that you become the expert in that area mm-hmm. and you'll have some success. 
Mm-hmm. Just find one area. Right. And I said, okay. And and I remember that advice. Yeah. Came to Sacramento, was working at OPR, super boring. <laughs> and there was a political campaign happening here on Del Paso Boulevard for North for District 2. It was the election of Alan Warren and Rob Kurth. Mm-hmm. I volunteered. Then I worked for Alan Warren, got a job on his staff. And when I was hired, worked about a year on his campaign. When I was hired, I remember thinking to myself, you know, I lived in Midtown at the time. And I said, you know what? It would suck to be at a meeting with these folks. Right. And they'd be like, oh, where do you live? Yeah. You know? And I yeah. said, oh, you know, 14th and P. You know, like, <laughs> you know? And I just said, you know what? I'm going to live here, too. Like, I want to be able to look people in the eye and be like, well, I get it. I yeah. live here, too. Right. I see it. And then coming here for the first time, I lived on Del Paso Boulevard above the bakery. Oh, okay. And it was like a slice of urban living. It was, mm-hmm. this is like in 2012, 2013. Yeah, it's further down, right? Yeah, and yeah. I fell in love with this place. Mm-hmm. So again, an urban planner, this mindset of like you have this beautiful um, pedestrian-oriented community. Yeah. You have these beautiful trees. You have the light rail. You have a lot of vacant land. You have something that's known as street-level retail mm-hmm. right. where you have the door and then like there's a sidewalk. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore, right? Mm-hmm. You have these these ugly developments that are have these massive parking lots and they're not built to scale and so i didn't like that and so coming here i thought wow this is a place this is where i want to be so that's how i came to del paso boulevard and then working on the city government side you just i mean everything gets dumped on you so i know i like to think i know way too much about north sacramento (laughs) Uh every building every corner a lot of the stuff going on and so it just became a place that i knew and i know well and it became a natural fit for me to do what i'm doing now Mm -hmm. that's how i came here i mean it definitely gives you a lot of cred in the partnership that you live in this I mean 100% kind of like what you're saying to look <laughs> yeah. someone in the eye and be yeah. like hey I'm here to make this better but yeah. you live in Midtown yeah, yeah. yeah. right it's like all the landlords that we have out here who are like I live in San Diego right. but yeah, I own no. this building because I remember campaigning and talking to people and like you know and they look at you like there's some people who've been this community for a long time yep. mm-hmm. you're talking 30 50 years mm-hmm. and like they've seen it they've done it I'm like the 10th kid ever to knock on right. the door like hey we're gonna change the world right right yeah yeah <laughs> out of here it's not you know and so like i saw that early on i'm just like you know i like old guy harry block like just rolled his eyes at me like what are you talking about kid like i've been through this many people like it's not happening yeah and so i just remember thinking like i'm gonna i have to live here i have to be here i have to be able to say yeah yeah i know the park suck like Mm -hmm. my kids you know i was there with my kids this weekend so right that's why i'm here well i think that's amazing Because I do kind of think that sometimes, you know, we're Sector 7, we're new here, Mm -hmm. you know, and we kind of just came in guns a-blazing. That's just kind of the way we do it. And then we started this podcast and we, but I think so much the reason to start this podcast is to be more in this community, get to know people a little better. Mm -hmm. And because what we want is to be successful. What we want is for other people to be successful in this area. And it's such a great community. I think for us, like sometimes where we're like, hey, we started this podcast about this area, but we're like totally the new guys. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. it's because we want that story to be out there. Mm -hmm. We want to hear that story like we want to hear the stories of other business owners and we want everybody to hear that you know so that when people do listen to this and they've never been to this area they're like oh it has so much character so much heart so much care yeah, you know, so yeah, that commu- know community happening. vibe and working together as right. you know yeah. business owners and stuff is yeah, and it's, and what it's we right. have to do, right? Yeah, and it's organic, right? And mm-hmm. I think the fact that this podcast exists when I first heard about it was like, yes, we are like cataloging like this cool transformation that we're going through. The, right. the blue blocks are one piece of what happened, mm-hmm. you know, five maybe ten years mm-hmm. ago, where there's an investment in public art, right? Or mm-hmm. right. there's an investment in the streetscape that just 
that's just one piece of what's going to turn this neighborhood right. around. But here we are talking about it, learning stories about people who've been here, people who continue to be here. And I'm excited that we're cat. I feel as we're cataloging this experience that, you know, 10 years from now or five years from now when we've made it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can look back on and we can say, look, we talked about this, right? right? We, we talked about these things mm-hmm. and they weren't by accident. Totally. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it totally also like improves like how you were saying, like the, the image improvement, like yeah. this, this yeah. is one of those things that like podcasts are like huge out there. I know mm-hmm. everybody listens to at least like five to 10 podcasts. Right. <laughs> I listen to probably like 30 of them. Yeah. So like, yeah, I have a lot too. Yeah. Podcasts yeah. are like such a cool hip thing yeah. and they're really in right now. So doing something like this to like show people like this area is lit as heck. So right. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to cuss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Showing the people that this area is like super awesome, yeah. like in a medium that is also super awesome awesome I think is is so beneficial and I I really like that we're Mm. kind of doing this and like directly indirectly helping out PBIT in a way (laughs) right I'm like we're one of us like we're all in this together it it all it all works and everything that every small business owner is doing everything that PBIT it should all work together like there's not one single thing that's going to happen that's going to change this right totally it's just a collection of everyone's energy everyone's commitment to making it better it's a collaborative effort and just and just being a neighbor, just mm-hmm. just moving here, yeah. making that decision. But you know what? And I've told people for years. I tell my friends, all I need to do is get you here once. Mm-hmm. Right. I need you to come and see what I see. Yeah. Let's have a beer. And yeah, go and that's it. and that's it. And <laughs> yeah. like once they're here, like I've met. It's never happened. I've never not invited my friend out here and they'd be like, "Oh, this place sucks." No, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow, I didn't know it was like this. Wow, it's pretty cool. You know, like they all have that 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 feeling. And like, yeah, more more can be done, and more is being done. But, yeah. But what we have for the right now is super dope like this is like the trampoline that we needed do you guys remember the keep midtown janky movement yes right so i was like <laughs> like i lived in midtown when it was like you know you had the royal peacock and like right. you know, <laughs> punk rock people right hanging out and it was cool like i loved it i lived in oak park at the time thinking i couldn't wait to get to midtown because yeah, that's yeah. where all the culture was or i had this idea we're like we're gonna keep midtown janky we'll keep del paso janky and like you know it's not a thing but if we say it's a thing like but i just like the 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 vibe that we have here mm-hmm. i know there's some there's some edginess to it and there's some issues that we have but most most of it's manageable. Mm-hmm. Most of it's manageable. It's totally. And I think it is like Midtown didn't stay janky. And mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, they got a plant-based fast food place on yeah, R, man. So wow. it's like, I don't know about, j- like, I don't know if the, like the word janky is 100% yeah. what I would say I would want out of Del Paso. But I do want the, like, the culture, yeah. the diversity, mm-hmm. the community, mm-hmm. the feeling, the vibe that mm-hmm. we have here. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. We just got to come up with like a word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's 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 try to before today. Let's try to come up with okay. that word because yes. I've said that, and some people looked at me like you can't. I wanted to make a shirt like keep that password janky. You know, I want to be that guy. <laughs> like how they have but, like keep Portland weird. Yeah, yeah, right. But I didn't want people to look at me like you can't say this place is janky. You're the director. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They don't get. They're not as cool as some of us. Right. <laughs> 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 we're laughing at it, but some of us be like, you know what the hell is this kid right. talking about? Mm-hmm. But we we're definitely something. Uh, we're we're yeah. different. Mm-hmm. We're different. We're different. We're so different. I swear. We're not like other areas. No, we're not. And how do we stay there? That's like the next big challenge is mm-hmm. how do we retain that like right. that, that certain level of authenticity? Yeah. There, there needs to be some change, right? That we do need new folks coming in yeah. here. There needs to be a, a change in demographic. But North Sacramento has always been this working class, yeah. uh, middle income, and and sometimes low income community. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in this in this city renting. My mom was a renter. We moved around a lot, and affordability is such an issue in this right. in this city in this region. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's shameful that working class folks can't find a decent place right. to rent in the city that they love. Right. Yep. And mm-hmm. so if you look
look at some of the housing development that's happening here in this area, it's about 90% of it is, is affordable. Mm-hmm. And some people frown on that. Some people look like, oh, it's, it's Section 8 or it's this or that. It's not. It's, it's, it's government-regulated affordability, which says you should not pay more than 30% of your income on right. housing. And so mm-hmm. what happens, like I said, it's not something that we should just ignore and just let you know, 100% affordability or low extremely right. low income come here. Cause that's not going to, that's not going to be the change we want, but we we're in this position where we have to be mindful that, you know, there are kids who go to school here. There's families who live here. If mm-hmm. we can allow them to stay here, allow them to thrive here right. and also allow a mix of people to come in who are looking for an affordable place right. to live. We're going to be okay. This is never going to be Midtown. It's right. never going to be East Sac. It's right. not n- never going to. And that's what, yeah. and nobody wants that. No, no. Nobody in this mm-hmm. community wants that. We, uh, yeah, that's not but what some, we're looking you know, for, some but just people, being authentic to yeah. what what it is authentic authentic keep del paso authentic yeah i like that i like it but there's people i said earlier i get a lot of i get some flack from people sometimes and and there are people in the uh, you know on the board or or property owners who they think you know uh a a a pizza is going to change everything right Mm -hmm. or they think like this corporate chain is going to come and change our lot right it's gonna yeah it's not it's Mm -hmm. it's not this there, and there's all kinds of case studies, right? At land as land use planners go, right? Where you look at places like in in, in um where's the High Line at in New York? That's in Harlem or oh right, uh, where it's no like idea. super like super seedy kind of part of a town and like had this public works project and it's thriving today, but there's no corporate chains there. It's no, yeah. it's all like mom and pop chef driven mm-hmm. restaurants, small shops, and so we have to kind of continue. We don't want a Starbucks on no. Del Paso. Yeah, we don't no. want Pete's on Del Paso no. Boulevard. We want young entrepreneurs who yeah. want to open their first Thai restaurant sure. yes. on Paso Boulevard, right? That's the vibe that we have to come no, with. Right? We, we want Uptown Grounds and a shift yeah, coffee. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly, exactly what it is, too, because it's like it's people in the community opening a business, people yeah. who want to be mm-hmm. here opening a business, not, yeah, like yeah. a Starbucks coming yeah. in, even though, of course, they're going to employ people, yeah. but it's that's yeah. not how you change it's not. a person's life, like nope. a, a, a business owner opening their own place. You, you know? want yeah. that money going back into the community, not right. into someone's exactly. corporate pocket. Well, yeah. and it just makes it more authentic. Yeah. Because you, it, the business owners reflect the community mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i think we're on our way so if you guys heard that little joe's was sold it was. Yeah. yeah it's the scuttlebutt yeah. around town yeah so little joe's was bought and it was bought by a resident of woodlake by the yeah. name of john fiera who's yeah. a super cool retired guy. fireman yeah, right retired, it's yeah super cool met like, him last week great built like he built a home next to he bought a home next to his house like dude's got super potential i don't know if he has any restaurant experience i haven't asked him <laughs> mm-hmm. but hey let's do it right yeah is and he then, gonna restore it to what yeah yeah so awesome. he wants to keep it a diner from what i've heard yeah and that was like that was my kind of just debate i had with a few people they were like not really debate but we talked about what we want to see there. and i'm i'm of the school that like dude has to be little joe's like yeah. you can't like not make a little joe's mm. there's some people who are like no that time's passed it's time to welcome something new let's do an yeah. indian restaurant there i would die if an indian restaurant even though i love indian food <laughs> yeah, i would have died yeah. if an indian restaurant would have went there okay put the indian restaurant under our building yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I would love laughs> that. Yeah. someone please i was like oh crap maybe maybe a mexican restaurant they call little jose's and <laughs> keep the sign maybe you know, that might be cool cute um that, like, yeah, good. you know, make, I kind of go, I kind of go both ways a little yeah. bit, and and I would, I don't think I favor one over yeah. the other one because I, I definitely agree with that. Where it's like Little Joe's is part of like the main fabric yeah. history of this yeah. area, yeah. But then it's also like sometimes you have to pass the torch yeah, to yeah. what's new, yeah. True. You know, so I'm, I'm both ways. Yeah. Whatever they do with it, I am super on board. Well, I'm gonna go there, and I'll support be there it. Eat, right? Daniel, exactly. does it, does it fall under the Historical Buildings Act that they can't change anything? 
no. That's it's not, not, it's not that old of a building. They've never. It's not old enough. It could be that old was enough. the fifties where that got enacted. Yeah, that's kind of hard sometimes for some communities. I mm-hmm. don't think they've. They that's a process they'd have to go through. The city mm-hmm. right. made it a special landmark. It's sometimes those are really great ideas, but it makes it really hard for like people to come in and change it and make right. like, yeah make it ADA accessible. Right. right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a challenge. I just think. Uh, and there were a couple years back. I want to say like ten years ago, maybe longer. They did get like a facade improvement, a make a, mm-hmm. from the city of Sacramento. They got a grant. There's several um, businesses on Del Paso Boulevard that got really nice facelifts. Mm-hmm. So, and that was one of them. So it's in decent, fairly decent yeah, shape. Yeah, I think it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with like Sammy's, right? Uh-huh. Sammy's is in decent shape, yeah. but still needs like a, a facelift a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. We got two, hopefully. We'll oh, have two restaurants. I'm hoping for Sammy's open. to come back. Some breakfast food right across the street. I know, yeah, we talked up. to him yesterday. He said he's he said he's going to open in the next thirty days. Oh, oh yeah! Wow, oh awesome. dang! So we'll I'll be so excited. We're going to be working out first. at Uptown yeah, yeah. Fitness, going be, to Sammy's for right? breakfast. I was going to say I might like work there part time if that's if that's what we he need to needs. Open he needs waitresses. That's what he's. That's yeah, what I he said. Waitress for like twelve years. So yeah, he needs cooks, waitresses. Yeah, if you're looking, if you know any bartenders out there, Northside Bar is looking for a bartender really bad. Northside. She wants to open. Nice. Jasmine still, right? Yeah, Jasmine. Yeah. She so just can't find. Can't find. No one wants to. Oh yeah, no one wants or to work. Everybody's Is she hiring to train at one somebody? time. I think so. Yeah. I'm like, I got friends. Yeah. I think like, I, I'm not interested in bartending ever again. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I think I got a lot of friends who still do. It's a great gig. It's a, it's a cool little spot over there. It's really cute. I, mean, it's I went cute there before. COVID and yeah. before, I mean, she kind of got screwed with COVID, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's a cool little spot. And I, I didn't go when her patio was finished. Mm-hmm. But. So now her her she has a side patio that's outside, mm-hmm. and she also has the back the back parking lot that she tricked out real nice. So nice. I think I'm super excited for when she does open. We have just like a massive happy hour mm-hmm. yes. every Friday. Yeah. Hell yeah! Hell yeah. Sponsored <laughs> by the PBIT. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Drink specials or oh, something. Oh, we'll be there. We yes, got to come yes. up with like a special uptown cocktail, yeah. right? Like you know. Oh, it's yes. got to be super like think about North Sac and like it could be like you know just something that's real something blue, blue mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> that's that's blue really easy like yeah. little square ice cubes yes done so done. <laughs> yeah. I made it so we're working on that yeah we'll work on that together okay awesome. we'll work on that together okay tell us a little bit about like what the partnership has coming up mm-hmm. kind of like some of the fun things it's doing not just yeah. like the maintenance and security like some of the fun stuff you guys do and are we gonna bring back the taco festival at yeah, all yeah where's the taco <laughs> festival so, please so i loved it yeah <laughs> so i think some context for the for like listeners right people who so i am in this position just about three months as like your full-time executive okay. director mm-hmm. right i was here for the last few months as like an interim because frankly when Rafe left there was you know there was like this this hole there there wasn't staff there and you're in the middle of COVID-19 so right. you this whole year that were lost but prior to Rafe being there you had uh, an executive director who had been there for a little more than 10 years who just sowed a lot of distrust and and just rubbed folks the wrong way there was just some suspicion about you know what direction the board was going to get a really mm-hmm. old board not, right. I'm not trying to say that we don't need people who've been here for a long time and have a certain perspective but the board, board was just really old and like what they wanted to do mm-hmm. yeah and so when Rafe came along it was like oh great we have and, and I liked Rafe I I applied for the job it was like me and Rafe were like oh okay. right they right. hired Rafe and, and not me and uh, but I thought Rafe was a great still a great choice him and I had some of the same values a lot of the same ideas um and so then COVID hit right so mm-hmm. so you saw Rafe you know introducing himself starting to do those things that we should should have been doing for the past 10 years yeah mm-hmm. and then, then you have COVID-19 then he leaves so I, I I gotta say that we are like starting over almost right so yeah. I came in on 
for the last few months on interim basis where we're kind of a cleaning house. Right. We're, okay. I mean, we're talking like admin stuff, insurance, taxes, all that boring stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's really important though, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to be. So yeah. <laughs> there are all kinds of like reporting we had to do the city and the state. And so all that's kind of behind us now. We've got a solid budget. Um, we have an intern in the office now to help me. And we have a better outlook financially. And then you have, we're coming off, out of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now is like the beginning of what I think we should have or could have been doing for the last 10 12 years okay so we're kind of starting over mm-hmm. so when it comes to like my what what the PBIT has done in the past has really been you know and I was on the board for for five of those years okay. like, I can share some of the blame right, I'm right. just one board member though I couldn't you know yeah I didn't have that much power but I was upset I was thought you know what you know I was one of the few people who supported the taco festival who saw value in it oh, it's one of the few board it was members amazing. Who says, you know what <laughs> Wide open walls is great. It's worth the investment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But some of the board members weren't, right? And so you have yeah. this this kind of back and forth. But So there's a lot of missed opportunity. Now, I really think that I still think maintenance and security are important, mm-hmm. but I really like to see less on the kind of the administ- administrative side. Uh-huh. There's a lot more that we can do that doesn't require paying like, you know, a $40,000, $50,000 a year assistant or mm-hmm all these different contractors that do stuff we just so we've kind of leaned the budget down okay uh, which is driving me crazy because <laughs> it means like 10 times the work that i have to do yeah mm-hmm. but we're getting to a place where we have i want to say easily a hundred thousand dollars a year that can go directly to doing the marketing promoting and, mm-hmm. and that's a lot it's not a lot of money mm-hmm. but it's something right mm-hmm. and it's a difference between like hey you have this event or you have this thing you're working on and we can provide some assistance mm-hmm. we're we're in this weird space of we have to now figure out what's the fairest way to like decide who's worthy and who because we don't want to get to this place where we, we pick favorites. Yeah. Right. So I look forward to and the board is 100 percent behind what I'm doing is putting some of those dollars back into the hands of small business owners, letting right. them do what they do. Right. We will still focus on the big long-term goals. We have mm-hmm. some long-term goals on the law enforcement and the police and the public safety side. Uh, we're big proponents. We think that the housing development is really going to change this community. Yes. So totally. on so on your your full-time lobbyist for businesses here is like, we need housing. Mm-hmm. We need affordable housing. We need market mm-hmm. rate housing. We need more bodies here. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, on the street. And I yeah. think that's from from my perspective as, as your director. I think if we don't get 500 units built in the next five years, we're just going to kind of do the same thing we're always doing mm-hmm. triage yeah, and right. trying to figure out what and we can still do that i think it's great to like you know you know that guy's having a great event we had yeah. a great event this morning with burleys we'll still promote those things but we're kind of just waiting for the 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 elephant in the room is that this community the business community here is going to continue to struggle and continue to have to be creative if we don't have more bodies here right mm-hmm. we need housing density we need people walking riding mm-hmm. their bikes walking yeah. their dogs we need neighbors right I think, Completely. I think so. our building is like the only apartments yeah. that are really still available on the boulevard right. yeah like yeah. on the boulevard, on the boulevard yeah. i know they're building the the newer ones on over arden, on arden. Yeah. arden yeah um do you have any info on that so that's being built by a company called chw community housing works they're an owner builder manager mm-hmm. uh, they've got a couple units affordable housing around throughout the state mm-hmm. they're a really good developer our our task here now and that is a mixed kind of an income so you do have some low um some middle income mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our, our goal now is to be kind of start to engage the property management side, CHW, and say, hey, you got a 
you know, 50 families, 100 families, mm-hmm. or, or what demographic you're living or moving in here, how do we greet them with the basket with like a gift certificate right. to Kongs and to Sector 7? And right. how do we, if those tenants don't actually realize that there's this beautiful walkable neighborhood mm-hmm. within, then and for what's it for? Yeah. So it's on, it's, it's our job now to make that connection. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, until we get the actual, like this vacant parcel right here next to the salon. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if that was like a two story, you know, right. 10 unit, 15 unit place? Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be great, right? It would That'd change. Oh, this uh, area it would change it, yeah. So until that happens or when that, it's easier when people move in and they're right there and they can see you mm-hmm. here. It's, it may be a bit of a challenge to get them to cross Arden and get into mm-hmm. this area. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. I just bought a house across the street from it. Nice. So, you? so like I'm fully like relying on that development to like make my block cooler. Right. Yes. So, <laughs> because there was a fire the other day. Yeah, like, we heard. Oh, well, I heard the fire truck. So was it a house fire? It was a, uh, it was like a warehouse. Mm. It was a warehouse that caught on fire. It wasn't that bad, but it's still. Fire, so, so are you right on Arden? Not to give you Arden, yeah, away. Arden, right, <laughs> off, right, off, right off Arden, like right behind Chando's. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, so what right a prime behind, location! Yeah. So, Dang. But, but it's but it's a tough area. Like mm-hmm. I think so. The P bid covers a lot, a lot of times. Del Paso Boulevard gets all the shine, mm-hmm. um, but Arden Way is a big part of it. And I yeah. think Arden Way has some potential mm-hmm. to be like this really cool warehouse district. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Uh, where we have better lighting, where we have better like the sidewalks are really crappy. Yeah, they're so but bad. I think with some public art, some lighting, and maybe mm-hmm. a couple couple of makeovers on the paint side. But what Arden about the fact on. that it's like such a major street? Like it's our front yard. Um, you know what? You know how on Del Paso Boulevard it's got like the median. Mm-hmm. It's like a one lane. Like Arden's so like it's just busy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. people crossing that street, it's not very walkable on Arden. It's not. And how? And I don't. So is think that something that Pivot or like works on with the city, or is that anything? Yeah. Like that's a long-term thing. That's like a public work. Right, so, right. so part of like the, the state and federal highway code or like this, even the city, for example, Arden Way is a classified a certain type of street. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. And so when streets are classified a certain way, like mm-hmm. speeds must be at a certain right. level. Yeah. And so... Mm-hmm. I'll make this up, but let's say there's a collector street, right? Uh-huh. And I know that's a word, but these collector streets have these uses and have these like volumes that they can have. So Arden Way, I want to say, is like a thoroughfare. Oh, okay. And so for the sake of the transportation network in the oh, area, right. traffic is required to. So slowing it down is not good for traffic. It's not good for traffic right mm-hmm. now. Us as a community mm-hmm. think it's better for us as a community. It doesn't right. mean it can't happen, but it becomes yeah. this process where we have to convince the city of Sacramento to reclassify the street and put in stop lights or it is, it is a 20 to 30 year project. Oh, I will tell you right. though, Dang. because you look at the sidewalks on Arden way where the Colonsini buildings at where Chondos is at. Now those sidewalks are below standard. Mm-hmm. So they're not wide enough. So anyone building there would have to extend out onto Arden Way, which I don't know if it's possible because mm-hmm. again now you're encroaching onto you know the public street. Mm-hmm. That becomes a challenge. This is one of the challenges is mm-hmm. why North Sacramento just doesn't move as fast as some of these other. It's an older part of the city. Mm-hmm. There are these physical barriers right. that are almost impossible because you're talking about knocking a building down, dedicating 20 feet of your front yard just for future road improvements mm-hmm. or for those sidewalks. Yeah. Right. So to make it feasible, let's say Chondo's wanted to remodel and build build a new spot. He'd have to, he'd be required to give away 10, 20 feet of his front yard and they'd probably eat up most of his property. Mm-hmm. So this is not really going to happen. Oh, yeah. So he should probably just stay the way he is because right. he's required to build his building at a standard mm-hmm. and build public amenities at a certain standard. So there's some challenges on Arden Way, but that doesn't mean we can't add improved lighting. We can't right. do some better signage. We mm-hmm. can't have some maybe wayfinding signage, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some planting. Oh, right. 
I'm a huge proponent of what they, something they call tactical urbanism. Uh-huh. Where you just t- it sounds right. It sounds yeah, dangerous. Yeah, very, very fancy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous, right? It sounds nice. <laughs> but but there's these there's these ways that you can. I think your space is an example of like this tactical urbanism, right? You mm-hmm. took a room and you put all these pieces in it that made it turned into a space. Mm-hmm, you right. turned it into something that's really neat that people stop and say, "Oh, wow." Mm-hmm. So the outside is kind of the same thing. Imagine nice planter boxes, imagine uh-huh. some nice lighting, imagine anything you can think of that looks cool and trinkety, mm-hmm. right? You put it out there on the street and people stop and say this, that's different. Right. And it has its own character. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. can do those things. Right. And those are some of the things that I have in mind. We just got to need more time during our day to like figure right. them out. <laughs> and yeah. Kind of like how people in, mm-hmm. I know, I'm not exactly sure which cities, I think San Francisco, mm-hmm. but they're doing the like environmental herbalism where they put yeah. like the moss on the walls yeah. and the grass yeah. on ceilings and stuff like yeah. that yeah. i'm a i'm a proponent of like what they call gangster gardening gangster <laughs> gardening guerrilla <laughs> graffiti like i'm i'm with it like mm-hmm. i think there's this cool story of a group in los angeles where they were filling potholes with like potting soil and like right. succulents or like shit you guys aren't gonna come fix the potholes like we're gonna make it a planter box yeah, here yeah, yeah. For real. like i think it's great if we all got together in the middle of the night and like pimped out every single snr like newspaper stand on del right. paso yeah. <laughs> made it our own right yeah um that didn't cost a lot of money but like those mm-hmm. are the little things that we can do that kind of make the space different mm-hmm. if we take that same kind of mindset and look at our way and then right. find that cool thing i was um ordering food at chondo's the other day and i had an idea that chondo's is really neat but the building next to chondo's is crappy mm-hmm. it always mm-hmm. has graffiti on it what if we turn that that empty building next to the alley where everyone sees from what if we just turned it into this beautiful space what if we painted it what if we put planet what if we mm-hmm. planted trees or something there? Mm-hmm. We can do that and it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And everyone who visits Chondo now doesn't have to stare at an ugly right. trash can. Look what happened at King Kong's, right? Look at the mm-hmm. alley at Kong's, right? Yeah. Look what murals have done to yeah. just that space. So yeah, Glob well, wrapped I it think around. something yeah. like with yeah. the Chondos, this community is the community that you're going to, like, if you just mm-hmm. call for that, yeah. be like, hey, you guys, this is what we want to do. We're all going to show up. Yeah. We're all going to help out. We're going to paint. Yeah. We're going to plant some stuff. And that's what it's like. I think if it's just planned yeah. and done and it's just you just call upon us, yeah. I think stuff like that is, I think that's what's different about this area, what's yeah. unique about this area mm-hmm. is it's such a, and, I'm, and I just literally say this every single time, but I cannot stress it enough we've only been here since some since september yeah and we literally feel like such uh, like um like part of the family here yeah. part of the community and it's so tight-knit and so if we just start doing that like let's just do, do it, it. Let's, yeah let's do it we, we we're going to like i said when the first the question you asked is like what does a pbit do right these are mm-hmm. some of the things that i think we should have been doing yeah uh but it also you know you speak to the leadership and the people who mm-hmm. are involved people on the board and kind of what right. they're mm-hmm what their philosophies are about mm-hmm. places like this because my primary job is to make sure that you know the bills are paid and but right. yeah. the second level of, of how do I make this place cool right how do I me personally like yeah. I live here in Sacramento like I'll, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna have this job for a few you know maybe two three years mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna be here forever right. yeah like my you know if I'm successful here I can be successful in whatever I choose to do next and so I'm fully invested in like how do we how do I use what I love and what I know and just make my area cool yeah, and kind of along that vein, um, for those of us who don't like get taxed to do this mm-hmm. cool thing with yeah. you, what what can we do as kind of like maybe business owners in other areas or residents of the community to help the yeah. partnership help this community thrive? Yeah, I would like, and it, again, it comes back down to like capacity, like one you know one one office person with a part time intern. Mm-hmm. 
um, the last few months have been heavy on the admin, heavy on the, the like the paperwork we had to do. Far too much paperwork involved. Yeah. <laughs> far too much. But I honestly feel that we're getting to a place where now we can kind of calm down for a second and we can say we make these connections. I really think there needs to be the, the board is great. We have our monthly meetings, but I really think that those are a little more rigid. Those are more of like these are the particulars that our board members want to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think having a a, a regular, like a, a group of neighbors, business owners and residents who met and like just did what we're doing now, having this authentic conversation about Del Paso and what we can do to help it. Right. It would take more off of me to say, hey, you guys figure it out. Right. Mm-hmm. I can convince my board to right. like help pay for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so and almost like a little input. business kind of like association or just group. Yeah. Business yeah. group. And, and believe it or not, it's hard to find, you know, people who want to do that. I ran, I ran to the great um, woman I met today with uh, lieutenant brian ellis at the at the at the ribbon cutting she lives somewhere here off of boxwood as well mm-hmm. and same thing like what can i do like i live here i love coming out here if we can make more of those connections that's more of like the marketing stuff like with the mm-hmm. content that you're developing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every single business here whether you're king kong shift coffee or uptown fitness right there is a customer base that's here mm-hmm. looking for you and mm-hmm. like when they the day they find out you're there like you got new customers right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that's another layer of like how do we do more of this and focus Focus on getting that message out to people who live in our immediate area right. to get them involved. Right. And it can go, it can go from this one-time event where we're going to do a cleanup, or we're going to do this, you know, tactical herb, urbanism technique, or it can be like, you know what, this trap house has had been here way too long. Let's all write letters to the city and to the council right. member, and let's work on getting these people evicted and right. getting that property cleaned up. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, there's a way to do that. I, I understand how to do that, and like, I want to help and train people how to right. utilize, you know, government and local ordinances to help mm-hmm. make their area better because. Right. The old adage of why here in North Sac and not other places? Well, because some people just don't know that that's that's the standard they've adopted. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've just when I was driving up here, Dixie Ann, I saw these two houses. I'm thinking like, God, no one's called code enforcement on them. Like, right. how long is that barbecue going to stay in their front yard? Right. It's mm-hmm. not allowed. It's not right. acceptable. It wouldn't be accepted in Atomas. It wouldn't be accepted in, in any other part of the city. Right. But it's accepted and it's because thought it, of a normal right. here. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and no, no disrespect to the people who are living there. But like, you know what? Like, this is you're bringing down the neighborhood you're right. bringing down it just looks like crap right so. and i think it's like it's maybe in some areas here has, has it's long been um, thought that maybe people just don't care yeah. so that's mm-hmm. why yeah it's done and i think the more we care yeah. and the more mm-hmm. we show we care then mm-hmm. it's just like but also the continued of it it's like yeah. you call once you call twice you call three times yeah and you just continue you don't just fix it once like with the blue yeah. blocks is like yeah. an example you know some mm-hmm. of them are broken where it's like yeah. We just keep fixing it until until they stop busting it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to, we have to, people, like I said, having a group or an organization that meets and talks about these things mm-hmm. and finds solutions and works right. for them. Because our city councilman can't do it all. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Or we can't rely on the city. But if we helped him, right, if we called mm-hmm. 311, if we did these things, they go, they go a long way. My neighbor, for example, has a rooster and like his whole yard is full of trash and like i never called 311 on him because he's my neighbor but i had to tell mm-hmm. him like hey man like did you know you can't have roosters this shit wakes me up at five in the morning like not, it's not cool yeah right. but again i don't want to like be a jerk to him but at the same mm-hmm. time i like my sleep right you mm-hmm. know roosters don't belong in well and also so. if your front yard's full of trash you know yeah. it's like i think they're I think the trash for me is is the main yeah. thing. Where it's like we can all kind of live our lives yeah. and live how mm-hmm. we want to live. Yeah. But 
let's just pick up trash. Pick and I it's like a mutual respect thing. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. a perception is reality thing. Like if yeah. you g- drive down a street and you say, oh, there's a bunch of trash on the street, mm. the street is trash. Yeah. And that's what happens. If you drive up Dixie Ann and if you drive up Calvados, you don't realize that there are like all these beautiful, nice little homes mm-hmm. because you're too busy focused on the three or four. Like Right. And that's know. so true. I actually mm. had a, a new client who mm. just moved to the area. She wasn't from Sacramento. She bought a house just around mm. the corner. Mm-hmm. And she was saying like, Every third house mm-hmm. or every fourth or fifth house is kind of yeah not good. Mm-hmm. But she said in between that, there's so many cute houses. Right. There's amazing neighbors who, com- who care about the community. Mm-hmm. But she kind of said the same thing. A lot of times you drive by and you just focus on you those just things. just focus on the, you yeah. know, the, the four places. The or the, yeah. yeah. But that's what we can do, I think, as a community. Yeah. You know, and, and people who live here don't want that either. You know, yeah. they, they want it to look nice. They want it yeah. to be trash free and they want it to be a safe place. So mm-hmm. I keep I my barbecue clean. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I can vouch for that. <laughs> I think safe is the biggest word. Like just that people want to feel safe. Like we've right. got kids, we've got little relatives that come over and yeah. we got, we just want people to be, you know, we're, I'm proud of where I live, but mm-hmm. I don't want people to come visit me and be like, dude, like what's up with the dude down the street. And again, we're this weird space where like, I'm, you know, I, I really empathize for people who are low income or people who just don't I was I was a low income kid and you know we rented all over South Sacramento mm-hmm. and you know we didn't have a lawnmower we you know we I, I didn't know um but there was a point in my young life where my mom was like dude clean the front yard like you have to we have to respect where we live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you get those are the people that we want people should right. have a, a clean healthy safe place to live right yeah but you get some neighbors here who just they just simply don't care right mm-hmm. and well so can you tell us what is like next for the partnership like is there any upcoming events or any upcoming coming yeah. things that we need to be aware of yeah so because of COVID-19 we've had we haven't been able to plan anything so our very first open meeting with where the public's in invited and it's in a room is going to be um the first Wednesday in June oh Ooh. cool the location is to be decided still maybe it can be here Ooh. 8.30 in the morning coffee you know, what time it usually start at 8.30 in the morning but we go to like 10 or 11 let's do it and so we pick a spot and we have a meeting and that's fun i really like the meetings meetings mm-hmm. are, are an opportunity i hate the zoom meetings yeah right. it's just Ugh, so much is lost with our presentations and what yeah. we're doing but i really think when you're in a room full of people you're room full of neighbors and other business owners you mm-hmm. can really catch a vibe mm-hmm. and we can all leave that meeting thinking you know what we're on the right path and you can make connections with people right. zoom hasn't allowed us to do that so that's although it's not a huge street parade this is something that i'm excited to announce that mm-hmm. we will have our first in-person meeting Love in it. june right now looking like it's going to be at sector seven yeah <laughs> so hey. i'm already scheduling it right now i'm like we'll be there with bagels bright right. and early <laughs> and then typically in august we have our annual ret- our annual uh, mixer our summer mixer or summer reception they call it for the PBID. i'm hoping to keep keep the traditional life the COVID. i think all the restrictions will be relaxed mm-hmm. and having a formal everyone get dressed up nice cocktails hors d'oeuvres mm. and like where are you guys doing that at I wouldn't have an aside. We usually always do it at Woodlake Tavern because that's like the nicest place. Mm-hmm. But um, we I don't have know. a kitchen here, you yeah. know. So. so maybe we'll just try sector to find seven. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> to Everything sector seven. Maybe we would think maybe Kong's, but I know Kong's is really busy. He has his mm-hmm. own, you know, yeah. following that comes on mm-hmm. certain days, and mm-hmm. it, we're just looking for a space where you know fifty to sixty people can mm-hmm. come and just you know hang out, hang out, talk about like it's a neat, it's an event I I usually look forward to because right. it's you get a lot of business owners who finally come out. You get some of your local local and your state leaders that come out mm-hmm. because that's a lot of times some of the audience that I try to speak to. So I've 
I have three different audiences as a director that I usually speak to. It's usually, you know, the neighbors who want to know kind of where they can get these things. And mm-hmm. I do my best to be like a, an ambassador to the business on the boulevard. Then you have, you know, my the property owners, my bosses. I have 313 bosses. Right. 12 are on my board, but Jeez. the rest of them can call any day of the week. Uh-huh. Literally. If you pay taxes into right. this... <laughs> bid or yeah. this BIA like you want to know who the, where the yeah. money's going <laughs> yeah yeah so I get calls every day from someone I've never met and they own this lot and they want to know and they want answers though so that's one of my audiences and then the third is your policy and decision makers your mm-hmm. your city council your county board of supervisors and these city staff members who we need to keep Del Paso Boulevard in their mind right so when they're talking about neighborhoods when they're talking about investments that they think do you guys read the business journal at all no. much? so the business journal came out with this really great spread on revitalizing the urban core and it talked about the region or Sacramento it was the rail yards it was Midtown it was West Sac it was mm-hmm. all the places in little Del Paso nothing <laughs> I think the PBID bears responsibility for that yeah mm-hmm. y- you it is our job to keep right. this corridor uh-huh. in the minds of the decision yeah. makers mm-hmm. that yeah. when it's time to, when they're looking for that next place to mm-hmm. give money to or when the state how in the heck is the state of california building not one but two working office facilities in sacramento and they're building them on richard's boulevard right how how does richard boulevard come before del paso right yeah honestly mm-hmm. like we're we're light years ahead of yeah, where they need light to be years. they're yeah. not even a neighborhood they're like a no i'm sorry to rank on them but like <sighs> we we got like three light rail stations over here they got yeah. one you and know? they have like two apartment buildings like way yeah, off to the side ready like that that boggles my mind again right. that that makes me think what what the heck yeah. is people mm-hmm. doing whereas you have all this activity happening well that's why we we're are. so glad mm-hmm. that you're in charge now daniel thank you yes. thank you so we're, we're geeked up about we're it. not yeah. taking any you know we're we're up next yeah we're doing that's it we're, we're up next that's why we're and, here and so we're gonna take we're gonna take our little piece yep see what it's gonna be but well yeah. daniel so thank you <laughs> so much for coming in honest to yeah. gosh we are so excited to, to finally have you in here um just a few things you guys um that's happening on the boulevard that guy i wear is having i don't think it's a street party but a little um i think they call it like a trunk his trunk show trunk show show. which will be june 25th um maybe close off a little bit of the sidewalk uh colos is going to be catering they're going to have live music a jazz band and we're actually i'm proud to say on the 23rd we're actually going to have dennis the owner of that guy i wear on the show so exciting right before the event he will have a he'll have some stories. He's a great guy. Oh, he's a great guy. <laughs> um, I lo- yeah, he's he's super amazing. We just we were in there. Logan made an eye appointment. Yeah, and um, I convinced him to come on the show. So yes. we're really great. excited for that. Please. We also awesome. got um, King Kong's NorCal IPA is back. You guys, okay. NorCal I, love. Yeah. NorCal love. Thank you so much. I love that beer. <laughs> um, we also got we had today ribbon cutting at Burley's, um, which was amazing. That's you know they've they've had their open, but that's you know mm-hmm. they had the ribbon cutting today so they're officially very official super official mm-hmm. um also third eye gallery is having their soft open on saturday mm-hmm. which is going to be super awesome that's right on the starts boulevard at 2 p.m starts 2 p.m. at 2 p.m early and there's nothing soft about third eye like <laughs> these guys are hardcore like mm-hmm. they go their events are awesome so, so i'm super excited they're going to have them jones featured at the gallery which mm-hmm. is um food right you mm-hmm. said Daniel? yes yeah great a great chef and them jones is a husband and wife duo like they're awesome awesome folks 
Um, super creative. Oh, them um, Joneses. Them Joneses. Them Joneses. Sorry. And it's going to be a free all ages event. Mm-hmm. Um, and 20 dynamic artists are coming Ooh, together. I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, that's on Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so also just a tease, um, next, not next episode, but June 9th, we'll have John from King Kong Brewery, mm-hmm. the master brewer Ooh, over there. Yep, um, yep. Jonathan's boss. Jonathan's yep. boss. <laughs> and, sensei. and then June 23rd, we'll have Dennis from this guy I wear couple nice. of good interviews lined up yay we're so excited so um also you guys just check us out on instagram blue blocks podcast sector seven salon del paso boulevard and yeah follow us on all our socials and tell your friends about us and yeah. where can people find out about news on your region so the del paso boulevard so del paso boulevard.com that's mm-hmm. our website uh, we have a facebook page and an instagram page i would encourage you to follow us our instagram yeah. and facebook Instagram's we've, got, we've got some pretty good posts some good content happening out there we're pretty responsive if you write us a letter website uh you know it's, we're working on it like yeah <laughs> like again back to you know yeah. understaffed so i do the best i can with the yeah. website no the instagram is yeah. i feel like we're all working on our website yeah. I, think the, <laughs> I think the instagram is where it's at because one i actually almost always find yeah. about new businesses yeah. on the boulevard mm-hmm. from your instagram, instagram yeah. and jonathan's so. pictures so that so that's i think the where we want to go that's why it's so important that we continue to develop that content and, right. and connect with new businesses see what they're doing and no matter what they're doing completely yeah, yes thank you so much again for coming yeah, on thank daniel thank you so much daniel and uh yeah we'll see you guys next time bye, bye. Cheers. thanks guys keep del paso authentic let's do yeah. it yeah <laughs> that was perfect